2: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for friday march 25th 2022 i'm your host blessing adio jr joining me is GameSpots, spots hussein
3: what up everyone it's me tamur hussein not greg <laughs>
2: Tim, <laughs> I love you, Tim, because you're a little trickster. You know, you're a little tr- trickster. Right before this, I-, I was keeping an eye on chat, and you kept saying how, like, you're such a big fan of the Blessing-Greg combo. Man, I can't yeah. wait to see Greg I and called Bless.
3: it in there. I was like, oh, man, I love the Greg and Blessing energy. I really hate it when one of them swaps out. I need Greg and Blessing today. Am I right, everyone? And everyone was like, yeah, we want. Greg was like, and yeah, Blessing. Yeah,
2: we won Greg and Blessing. Like, yeah, like it's chat, it's it's I was awesome. chanting. I'm
3: so excited. They were into it, and then it came yeah. over, and I'm here.
2: Again. All, you- all of a sudden, you get a, a wild... <laughs> tomorrow hussein tomorrow how's yeah, it going
3: baby it's going well i'm excited you know i've been gdc a couple of days walked around a very empty show floor
2: Looked dude I, so I did the same thing. I walked around the the empty show floor, and like this is my first GDC, and so I didn't really know much of what to expect. You know, I know GDC is geared way more t- toward developers. I'm somebody that's been to plenty of, of PAXes, and so like my idea of a show floor is a PAX show floor, which is just a lot of indie games, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of stuff that is geared mainly toward the audience. And GDC, walking the show floor, very quickly, I was right. I was like, man, this is not this is not home anymore, it right? Is. Like I was like, this is not what I'm used to.
3: Yeah, it was rough. I let me tell you a story about a soaring highs and crushing lows. Blessing, mm-hmm. I went down there and I met one. Is that a beer?
2: Oh, no, no, it's not a beer. It's no, a it's water, I promise. <laughs> I was me like, drinking holy beer holy you know Who little, do you think I am? Come on, you can get a beer. No one would judge <laughs> you is all I'm saying. Tim, uh, have I been keeping a steady buzz since Wednesday? Uh, who, knows? Yeah, who, who knows? Who knows? Um,
3: I, I, so I went to see one, Lucy James Games and uh, Simon Cardi, who were waiting for me. And they, like, excitedly came to me. And they were like, Tam, we've walked the show floor real quick. There's an area called the Pakistan Pavilion. And as a mm-hmm. member of the Pakistani uh, people, I was like, oh, shit, my people finally have representation. Let's go it. to the Pakistani pavilion. So I went to the Pakistani pavilion, uh, pavilion and I was overjoyed as I turned the corner to see a A4 piece of paper that said the word Pakistan pavilion on it. And I saw people who were, like bearded. Any, they were wearing masks. So I was like, mm. that could be my uncle under there. I don't know. Yeah. It could be. It could very well be my uncle. And then I looked down. These fools were peddling NFTs. And let me tell you, I have never been so disappointed. I'm disappointed in my people constantly. Let me tell you that. But, not, never, but never more, but never than more, than then. more disappointed never than Never more than then. I looked at my uncle in the eyes, and I was like, you're not uncle of mine. Factually <laughs> and, like, metaphorically. And then I left.
2: Hell yeah. Devastating. Yeah. A crushing low. Let me tell you, mm. NFTs all over the place at GDC, which has been, like, fascinating, just from a... Man, I look on Twitter and the actual developers themselves are like, yeah, we're not really fucking with this. But then it's just the, the fact that a lot of big companies with a lot of monies are trying to push NFTs real hard to game developers, obviously. Because they, they, there's a lot of usage that they think they can get out of video games. The profitability mm. they can get, get out of video games specifically. But man, walking that show floor, again, it was depressing. And I think Ooh, also yeah. this is one of those years where GDC has been, at least the physical GDC has been away for a while, right? Like it got canceled in 2020 and this is the first time it's making its comeback in physical form. I say that like it's a fucking superhero, like Dragon Ball Z shit. I'm back in physical form, but like yeah. this is the first time GDC's been back in a while, and with that, right, it's not at hundred percent. And so you're yeah. seeing a lot of indie devs, a lot of people who would have filled that the the show floor, not make the return at least yet, and we'll see if they do in future years. But you know, they they leave the space, and then the space is then invaded by NFT companies. Yeah. And for me, walking the show floor for the first time, I'm like, oh man, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. This is way more, uh, I don't know, just not my jam so honestly like the coolest thing i saw at gdc there were a couple of things i saw
3: like a game where you there was a a a physical crow there and it was like uh it would tell you your fortune but you had to answer three guests three questions from it and there was like a a card um which you would pull out on the right and then like slide it towards the crow and it would like react to the card and that would be the question and then there were three cards which was like higher lower exactly and it would ask you a number based question like it would be a riddle and you had to solve it three times to get your thing and the the actual physical crow was there and it's like animatronic and it was cool the coolest thing i saw was actually qr codes which is sounds insane but like so there was a company there, I can't remember the name of, of of what it was, but like they had basically taken QR codes. Everyone knows what QR codes look like. They're ugly. Mm-hmm. They're like the black splotches. And what they've done is they cr- turned those QR codes into actual artwork that doesn't look like a QR code at all. It has the l- little like black uh, marks uh, hidden within the art, uh, art itself. So it looks like they showed us like a Bruce Lee artwork, bit of artwork, and I was, and they were like, oh yeah. So what what happens is just like you look at this artwork and you're like, oh that's cool artwork. But if you raise your camera to it and you're like, I'm gonna take a picture of that cool artwork, you also see there's a QR code, mm-hmm. and it was really really cool. And like the, like I looked at these QR codes and I'd be like, that's just a really nice image. Um, but awesome. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, one of them they showed us was also like the Coca Cola logo. So capitalism approaches everyone <laughs> and capitalism
2: will find a way to ruin all things yeah. <laughs> uh, kevin and in, in the assets channel on slack i just dropped a trailer so one of the cool things i got to do uh uh during gdc week was go, go to the mix uh, and quite a few kind of kind of funny folks went we went hung out and the mix is basically for people who don't know it's an evening event that is thrown by i forget the company i think it's, it is the media indie exchange and so the mix is yeah. like both the company and the event um but When you go, there's, like, a bunch of cool games. It's, like, cocktails, stuff, people hanging out, people chopping it up. But, you know, a lot of games everywhere, a lot of indie games that are either coming out or just came out that you can try out. One of the games that I tried out was this game that Kevin is showing right now called Coromon. And it is unabashedly, unashamedly just Pokemon. They made mm. Pokemon, uh, and as you're watching the trailer, right, like it is yeah, all the Pokemon, is Pokemon. How stuff, are they getting away right? with this? It's like squads of six, right? You can like g- g- collect and catch monsters. You battle them. All of the moves are basically just moves in Pokemon, right? But, like, like instead of everything is it... legally distinct enough not to get sued. Yeah, everything yeah. is legally distinct, but like legally even the UI, Pokemon. the UI looks so Gen Three Pokemon. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is... A-, a wild lawsuit will appear. Yeah, but like the crazy thing is, like I was talking to um, the, the uh, PR uh, rep there, and he was talking about how yeah, like we're putting this out on PC and it's coming out on Switch as well. And the whole vision of this game is, it's. I mean, I don't want to get them in trouble, right? Did they say it was Pokemon? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Nobody knows. But Nobody knows. He, oh, were not saying
1: that.
2: <laughs> he was basically like, yeah, this is a game where you go around, you catch coromon and you train yeah. them and you level them up but it is meant to be a more hardcore version of a similar sort of game where it is when you when you boot up the game you can you can choose difficulty modes one of the modes is like a nuzlocke style mode where it is permadeath for your coromon right. um there's like a, you can like allocate stats a certain way right like you can kind of get into dude, the nitty and gritty it's of, got the same puzzles the sliding dude, ice puzzle What's what i say this- they were unashamed. <laughs> they were like, yo, this is Pokemon, and we're leaning into it. But the we're, character making a, at the we're making end a, Pokemon has a for the a, hardcore fans. The character at the end has a red and white hat. That is bold. Uh, I mean, yeah. at most a coincidence. Yeah, most. At most. At yeah. most. But yeah, I, like, I saw this, this and I was like, we gotta talk about it because I was into it too. Like the 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 amount of like passion, the amount of like, hey, we are answering basically anything that the, that the hardcore fans take issue with. That is what we're trying to answer right we're trying to make a pokemon game that is doing all the things that game freak won't or a pokemon company won't we're trying to lean into the hardcore aspects of pokemon and even like they're talking about the shiny system and how they're trying to like make even multiple levels of shinies stuff like that seemed really cool seemed really awesome and like mm-hmm. i'm I, it's one that i'm keeping an eye on because like i'm somebody that grew up loving pokemon i still like pokemon but i find that when i pick up pokemon sword or pokemon uh, uh, brilliant diamond i find some things lacking just on how mm. casual it is at least from the get-go right and like the more you play the more you get into the hardcore elements of them finding shinies yeah. and then training up pokemon and breeding them doing all that stuff but that stuff doesn't really appeal to me in that way i love the idea of being able to pick up this game and have it be completely different in terms of the monsters even though right. a lot of them are just ripoffs. but then now, also uh, I mean, being able to lean into distinct. the nuzlocke mode and it's legally distinct enough did you play this with headphones on I actually didn't get to play it. No, I like, oh. they, had, they had the demo there, but I was just walking around. I, My I question was much.
3: gonna be do these Pokemon sound like a 56k dial up modem every time they Ooh, open their I mouth? I should have asked that.
2: That would because, have been a really great, great I don't
3: know if you know this, but I tweeted that I hate the way the Pokemon still sound like. <laughs> That's Pikachu. I feel that. And let me tell you, I got some death threats. I got some death threats. Do you, uh, uh, but, what I, Pokemon I, fans. Pokemon fans are. Fans are they, they need to go, some of them need to go to jail. Like, I'm straight up. <laughs> some of these Pokemon fans, straight to jail. And once they get out of jail, straight to hell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. Uh.
2: Damn, Tim. Damn, Tim. Tim, enough yeah. about all this. Let's talk about today's stories, because there is a lot to talk about. So let's talk about Project Spartacus possibly being announced next week, GTA getting a battle pass, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash funny games, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching. For Kind of Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic storic and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games or bronze members or above, get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping for you, the Kind of Funny TikTok continues to put out some bangers. Uh, Today, you can find a horrifying clip of Greg trying desperately to scan his face into WWE 2K22. If you weren't there to watch it live on the stream, it was a fantastic showcase of the horrifying shit you can do in that game and so okay, actually, can you i can interrupt
3: that. you quickly go for it who is it that is creating the incredible versions of everyone in... it is olive party and okay, I, olive we should party? bring this up actually if if i'll drop there. any assets incredible work first of all like i i've been watching that stuff from afar and it's genuinely astounding secondly put me in olive party get me in there <sighs>
2: We do need Tam in there. Tam, Thirdly, what would you look like in the game? I need like a Tam description of the Tam. Anything,
3: outfit. anything. Uh, what would I?
2: If you, here's what you can do. If you can,
3: some give me like a Bloodborne themed or a dark. Make me oh, look like oh, a Dark Souls okay. character. I'm sure you could take Undertaker and like rework it somewhat to make me in there. But also Olive Party. If you can, I don't own WWE. Okay, that game. I do not own it. If mm. you put me either any character from demolition man in there i will purchase that game i will purchase a mm. wwe game for the first time in many many years that is my challenge for all i've been I've, i'm
2: sure if you search right now already um maybe somebody's put put that in there but like because like oh, i'm on yeah, TikTok. Right. And um, I'm on WWE 2K22 TikTok. Oh, you're rocking the demolition tam shirt already. Always. Hell yeah. Uh, but like, I'm on WWE 2K TikTok firmly. You know, that's my that in ellen <laughs> Ring had been my timeline, and every other TikTok I swear is like another cool creation of like I saw a tag team match the other day of Sp- uh, Peter Parker and Miles Morales in their Spider-Man suits versus Batman and Robin. And that shit was dope as hell. People are making some dope you ass know what? This shit is, some, This is the new 22. version
3: of uh, when you went to YouTube and it was uh, Spider-Man and Batman uh, chase Elsa around home. And you're like, what is going on in this do you video? Remember,
2: do you remember, was it called Mugen? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mugen. Mugen, Mugen, yeah, yeah, like the fighting game. I don't remember. It. I'm actively still
3: uh, engaged in Mugen <laughs> is this world. Okay,
2: people still play Mugen.
3: Oh yeah, Mugen is still going, mate. It's
2: called Mugen I, for I a reason. I used to watch YouTube videos all the time. Infinite. It's never gonna stop. I my favorite was watching like uh like Bart Simpson <laughs> fighting fucking yeah. what was it Thomas the the tank engine? Like people would do mm-hmm. crazy shit in Mugen.
3: Yeah, Dragon Ball characters time. were always a threat because bet, I think still exists as well. Goku versus Bear. Doug. Yeah, Goku, but Salty Bet was amazing. I don't know if it's still alive, though. So, did you ever use Salty Bet? I never got to play Megan. I always just watch it on. Wait, so it's Salty... S- is Salty, Salty Bit like a different thing? Salty Bet is basically Mugen. It still exists, but Twitch. Okay. And all that happens is it randomizes characters, and you just bet on who's going to win. And the fights that just play like out. All man. you do is watch. Right now, if you go to Salty Bet, there are. It looks like uh Salza is fighting another Kung Fu girl, too. So. You can, Wait, so you it's can always story, ongoing. It's, it's always happening. It's always happening. That's um, and you just get to watch exhibition matches, AI-controlled exhibition matches. AI, another AI Kung Fu
2: girl won against this giant man. I can't believe it. Uh, um, Kevin, I sent to, uh, to Assets the picture, or the video that Olive Party posted of the character he, he created for me. Uh, so, like, best friend, right? Olive Party, very talented, doing great things in 2K, right? Like, creating pretty much all the kind of funny members. And I was shocked last night when I saw this. He basically made me oh my, my God. in my Prom King outfit from Kinda Funny Prom, uh, same like cape. The shirt is the thing that impressed me the most. You're gonna see it in a second. But here's my nerdy ass right oh with the, with my the crown. God. The Space Jam <laughs> shirt is one for one. Look at this. That is incredible. If you're an audio listener, like I, you gotta uh, go to YouTube and check out the video. Cause like, I was shocked when I saw this. I was like, yo, that is me. Like that is that 100% is me. That is so good. It is fantastic. Again, shout out to Olive Party. I will first, I will now be retiring the version of me that I made. And yeah. I will be using this version. Um, it exists only in WWE. <laughs> it exists only in WWE. But look at this front flip, though. Look at that back flip, though. Yeah, all I'm saying is Olive Party, I want this for me. Please. I'm begging you. There's also an X-Cast one. Kevin, if you have a uh, a chance to, like, find the Olive Party's X-Cast video, I want you to pull that up, to you because that one is incredible. Uh, but while you're doing that, I want to give a big shout-out, a big thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Far- Fargo Brady, and Pranksy. Today, we're about to you by Cuts Clothing, Lumen Skin, and Honey, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Oprah Report. Before we jump into that, I just want to point out you entered to an (laughs) empty (laughs) arena there. (laughs) Yeah, because it's time for some news. We have six stories today. Oh, Baker's Dozen. Oh, that's just... uh, Tam, there's this thing right now. It's called COVID, all right? You can't be filling arenas full of people. Oh, it means that you got zero fans. It's also because he's in the creator mode, which doesn't... Oh, my God! That that mic is so good! That looks just like Snowbicle Michael. That's just Snowbicle Mike. That is just... Oh, my God. Again, like... I am so happy that WWE 2K22 is actually good because, like, I had little faith that they're they're, they're going to be able to come back with this thing and actually make it work and actually make it function. The fact that it functions on a base level and has such an incredible character creator means that we're going to be playing this game for quite a few months. Like, I do, I I cannot get enough of WWE 2K, and seeing all the creations. This right here is me and Greg walking I down. Hate this I hate this so much. Look at this. <laughs> that is my outfit. <laughs> Those pants Oh cool my pants god this is guys. so good. Oh those pants no. But I do own, I mean the sweatshirt uh into the kind of funny yeah, yeah, paisley sure, bomber jacket that, combo. Yeah. But I'm just saying <sighs> all maybe you should this look is, into incredible. Those pants, like this is those pants cuz I feel like those pants elevate the game. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Are those even pants those look like those are pants. What the fuck are those? Those are like, short, like or, Japanese style uh, uh, Yeah. Not sweats but joggers. Okay. I do Olive it.
3: Party is giving you drip to to kind of work into your wardrobe as well. That's insane.
2: Yeah, no, Olive Party is selling me on a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm still looking for like the actual X cast intro, because like that was that was the, this... the Hold on. Hold on. I, I can't over. find it. I don't know. This is I love this. With a stacked X cast. Uh... I'm 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 on Olive Party's timeline right now. I guess I'm not seeing on this timeline. Keep a lookout. I'll, let me get into story number one, and, Kevin, you can keep looking because I know it's somewhere out there because I was, like, I watching the video. Though, so. Maybe also check um, oh, Gary Widow. I think, no, might have responded why? to it. why? Why?
3: <laughs> oh, no. Kevin, I can send it to you.
2: Oh, oh my God. Uh, for go. audio I'm listeners, looking. we just saw a cursed Milk, milk Mommy. Yeah, All extremely cursed Milk extremely Mommy. Extremely cursed. Uh, Tam, let's hop mm-hmm. in to story well, yeah, number one. We got one. this now. We got this now. You found it? yeah, yeah there it is. well is this no this is the same no thing this with... is me again
3: no I, s- I sent it to you on um slack
2: oh sorry I'm down to keep watching me just over and record. over over and over you also look I will like, never like get to a, this. a
3: kind of like a a from software boss
2: here we go so this oh is the kind of funny act as audio listeners it is an entrance right now right in 2k22 it is uh Mike it is Paris on the left and then Gary Wita and all of them look Perfect. Perfect.
3: Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. Gary, Gary looks kind of like uh
2: Danny O'Dwyer. <laughs> yeah, Danny O'Dwyer. What's, he looks what's like funny... if Gary and Danny Dwyer had an angry baby. Yeah Gary's shirt is the fucking best when he came yes. wearing that shirt. <laughs> I was so impressed <laughs> Again, all the party big shout out. Thank Incredible you for your kind work, work. All of party. Um, But enough about all this let's hop into story number one Sony could reveal Project Spartacus as soon as next week. This is from Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Sony is preparing to introduce a new video game subscription service for the PlayStation as early as next week, said people familiar with the plans. The service, which has been in development under the codename Spartacus, is Sony's answer to Xbox Game Pass. Spartacus uh, will debut with a splashy lineup of hit games from recent years, said the people who requested anonymity because the plans are private. Sony's new service will combine two of its current offerings, PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. Customers will also be able to choose from multiple tiers, offering catalogs of modern games and classics from older PlayStation eras. Documents obtained by Bloomberg last year showed the most imp- expensive tier will also give players access to extended demos and the ability to stream games over the Internet. A spokesperson for Sony didn't immediately respond for a request for comment. Tim? Does this timing seem right to you? I know, like, Spot- uh, Project Spartacus has been rumored for a while now, for quite a few months, and we've been talking about it being uh, 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 dropping sometime April, right? Sometime in this yeah. time frame. Do you think that they could announce it next week and it'll arrive sometime soon?
3: I think they could. I think it, they should. Um, I mean, like, it's hard to say because this is also one of those things where any any number of things could happen between now and their planned uh, announcement time that could like push it back and. And or like delay the announcement and um, release of it. Uh, but I, I, I would like to think that it's coming very, very soon. And it does make a lot of sense. Like a lot of Sony's big games are now kind of out there, if you know what I mean. A lot of the big games are kind of out there. There's not a lot else going on. So we're about to go into, this is, in, it, it feels wild to say, but like, we're going into a bit of a dry spell now. Review season has been going on for a while. Sunsetting, setting, yeah. Yeah, it's sunsetting now. So we're gonna have a bit of time to ourselves. Um and there's a bunch of game um games that we could play, but there's also a good opportunity to kind of hook people in and have them stay within the PlayStation ecosystem now that they're kind of like they're on the hype, the game hype, you know. You just played a bunch of games, everyone's talking about these massive games, and the energy is around video games is high, you probably are in the mood to like jump onto something else now. And if there's a service like Um, game pass available for playstation where it's like oh i just finished playing you know Ghost by tokyo um which is exclusive um and now i want to carry on playing something new and there it is you've got the service which you know you have a, a a a smorgasbord of games to pick from it makes perfect sense for them to have that out there and i also think like the longer they take to Kind of get in on this the harder it is for them to gain some traction and gain some ground Um, I'm not framing this as a competition with Microsoft um, but in terms of like there is still mindshare stuff that needs to be considered and the sooner they can get it out, the sooner they can start building on it, if you know what I mean. It's not going to come out perfect. It's going to come out yeah, probably it's be messy. wonky and messy in a lot, a lot of ways. And I'm hoping that they factor that in. They're factoring that in to be like, hey, this is when we need it to hit and that period is, I don't know, holiday 2022. So this is working backwards when we need to put it out so that we can iron out the the issues with it and 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 kind of go from there. Um, so it yeah. does make sense for them to start getting it out now to kind of lay the groundwork and also start making moves into rapidly improving it.
2: Yeah, I 100% agree. I think putting it out out now, right, I think is a good idea partly for what you're saying, right? Like, hey, there's a bit of a lull. You have time to keep all, all eyes on this now, right? Like, for all for all intents and purposes, right? Like, this feels like a, it's going to be a release in the way that Horizon is a release, right? Sifu, like, you we, we've we had all these big video game releases, and now there's that, like, little bit of rest that we have, and Project Spartacus at drop, I think, is going to feel like a, all right, all hands on deck, let's drop this mm-hmm. thing. I think it lines up with the end of the fiscal quarter, too. I, I assume that for PlayStation and for Sony, this is them looking at their plan for the fiscal year, and that's why we're getting it around this timing as well. And I'm with you as well as, like, I'm excited for what Project Spartacus is going to be, but I'm also very scared because I think it is going to be yeah. messy. I think there are going to be the comparisons. I think this is—it's very much a competition thing with Xbox Game Pass in the way that subscription services have been normalized, and Xbox Game Pass specifically has become such a force, partly for the value of it. And I think that's what PlayStation is looking to give. I think having that, especially at a time where video games are going up in price. PlayStation is charging $70 for first-party stuff, right? And games mm-hmm. are only getting more expensive. I think finding a way to give players value is a very strong move in in the face of Xbox Game Pass and what they're doing. But the fact of the matter is that this is going to be different. You're not going to have first-party PlayStation games. You're not going to have um, – uh, I don't think you're going to have all the bangers that you have on Xbox Game Pass. And th- for this, it's going to be about managing expectation and managing what is it that PlayStation can do well with PlayStation. Uh, with Project Spartacus, what is it that they can double down on and seeing what that is. And I think that is going to be a lot of retro stuff. I think that is going to be a lot of like quote unquote PlayStation classics and stuff that PlayStation has ownership in. I think Mm -hmm. those are going to be the ways that they uh, make it feel like something premium. But at the start, I think it is going to be rough. Uh, Tim, of course, we talk about Xbox Game Pass in relation to Mm -hmm. Project Spartacus because I think it is a very directly comparable thing. If there's one thing I know, Paris Lily from the kind of funny X cast Mm. Knows how to talk about game, uh, uh X, or God, I already forgot. Xbox Game Pass, a lot of X is going on. Uh, Paris Lily knows how to talk about Xbox Game Pass, and so I want to hear what Paris Lily has to say. Paris, how's it going?
0: Oh, it's going good. It's almost like you said Beetlejuice three times. And I was just here. gonna say, yeah. if you say Xbox Game Pass three
2: times into a mirror,
3: Paris you will be. in here. Paris.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm obviously listening to the conversation, and you know, we had the the news that broke today. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to be. Um, mm. pretty much for everything that both of you have already said, just for the simple fact that this is not going to be a direct competitor to what Game Pass is doing. This is more of, like you're saying, Blessing, this is them having Spartacus being a value add to the services that PlayStation already has. And I feel like it's going to lean more into the classic titles, the legacy titles more so than trying in day and date. I mean, since it sounds like it's going to take some aspects from the existing PlayStation Plus, I think we'll see, Like as an example, I could see Miles Morales coming to the service Mm -hmm. day one, right? Because that was Mm -hmm. some of the launch titles, your Returnal, things like that. But you're not going to get God of War Ragnarok day Day one, one, you know, on Spartacus. And I do agree, it's probably going to be rough sledding at first. So I kind of think it makes sense for them to launch this Sooner rather than later, so they can kind of work the bugs out, get the community feedback on it, so that by the time we get into the holiday season and you have more awareness of people wanting to pick up PlayStations and kind of jump into that ecosystem, maybe a lot of a lot of the messiness will will be cleaned up by then. Yeah. But competition's good. Um, obviously I'm coming from XCast, Xbox stuff and all that. And obviously I talk about Game Pass a lot, but I think both subscription services can live side by side. I, I don't see a reason why they can't because they're going to offer different things, whereas Xbox is clearly looking at, hey, we want you. We want to use this as your way to come into our ecosystem and stay there with all of our titles day and date, whereas PlayStation is saying mm, we don't necessarily want to do that. We still want you to spend $70 at launch on our games. But on the back end, we're going to give you value with our classic titles we're going to you know introduce playstation now cloud streaming so you can play on different platforms things like that so Mm. it it really all comes down to price i mean we obviously have heard the rumors about the tiered pricing well i'm I'm very interested to see what that's going to look like Yeah, yeah and i
2: i think a lot of this too is you know I think this is them cleaning up some of what they have going on with PlayStation Now. Because PlayStation Now, I don't think by any means has been terrible over the years, but it's also been something that's been unexciting for the general audience. We don't talk about PlayStation Now the way we talk about Xbox Game Pass or even in the way that we talk about PlayStation Plus, right? If you're buying a PlayStation and you ask me, hey, do I need to get PlayStation Plus? 10 out of 10 times, the answer for me is going to get going to be yes. Yes, you need it for online. Yes, you need it for the PS Plus titles. Um, but you look over the last, I'd say year or so, right? Maybe year plus in terms of PlayStation Plus titles hitting the platform. And they've been bangers, right? You're talking mm-hmm. about um, uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, Integrate. You're talking about e- games like Maquette or games like Operation Tango or games like even Destruction All Stars or, or um, um, Odd World, right? Like not all these games are necessarily 10 out of 10 games, but they're all they're they are coming out day and date. And I think that is the strength that you see in something like Xbox Game Pass, the fact that you're getting new games there day and date. And I think this is setting that up. You know, we saw we got uh, Shadow Warrior three at the beginning big, beginning of the month, and that was one of the first times I remember. Ever getting a game day and date on PlayStation now, uh, the same the same time as launch, and so this feels like them kind of ramping up, figuring out what that's what that's going to be be for them. And I don't think, again, like I don't think you're going to get b- big PlayStation first party titles. You're not going to get God of War Ragnarok day and date. You might, like Paris said, you might get Miles Morales. I do think there's a chance we do see some of PlayStation's multiplayer offerings. Uh, and I, and th- this this is me just like c- kind of doing doing the fingers crossed mm-hmm. of I can see the strategy if let's say haven studios next game right like they're working on something that is going to be a live service online game does that fit day and date as a way to, to allow for a, a a larger audience to come in play the game something that they might not be familiar with something that they might not, not have buy-in for uh on the get-go because it's a new ip it's something different does that game being available on project spartacus day and date allow for more people to hop in and allow for more longevity Right. Like whatever next uh, Bungie's next new IP is, does that come out day and day? You know, when, when last yeah. factions come out, comes out, does that end up coming out day and day on Project Spartacus? I could see more of a case for that. That makes sense and would be exciting for the audience because, you know, you have you you have your cake and eat it, too, in terms of I know I'm going to buy God of War Ragnarok. But these cool other games that PlayStation is putting out, I can I can then get that through the new PS Plus.
3: Yeah, I, I think that it does make a lot of sense for them to lay this as the foundation as they go into games as a service being a much bigger deal. What they had, they said they were like 10, they wanted 10 or something like that. Um, and like, it feels like a, a, a necessary part of that. Um, especially when you consider things, the other competitors like Netflix, which we'll come to later on starting to, work their way into lifestyle experiences where you turn this thing on and then you've got a variety of things that you can dedicate your time and effort to. Sony needs something viable and easy in the similar vein. I also think that it works in a really complementary way like Paris like mentioned earlier. Like if you're an Xbox player, like a primary um and you're getting all your games, like first party games day and day, it kind of looks better for you now. Like you might be more enticed to be like, oh I can get a PlayStation and start working my way through these backlog of games that they drop in there every now and then. So you don't have to be on an island anymore. Um, And you know that by, you don't have to be as engaged with the PlayStation ecosystem as you might be for the Xbox one, but you can still stay relatively current thanks to this service. And I do think that it it does benefit everyone to see this competition happening, Um, a degree of competition, even if it isn't directly um, kind of positioned as that, if you know what I mean.
2: Before we move on to the next news story, I do want to hear from both of you. I want mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, one prediction for what Project Spartacus is going to be, whether that be like pricing, whether that be tier structure. I want pre- one prediction about that. And then I also want to hear one game that you want to see on the service.
0: Ooh. <laughs>
2: prediction, <laughs>
0: I, I, I would definitely say tiered structure. I, I I think those rumors seem to be valid where they're going to have the low end, which is basically just PlayStation Plus as it exists today. And then the higher up you go, the more value you get as far as the things that you get access to. Um, I would say if if there's a title that probably no one's even thinking about right now that potentially could come to that service day and date kind of going along the lines of what you're saying blessing. Yeah. Remember, uh, PlayStation is the publisher for Firewalk Studios yep. for that multiplayer game that they're making. Um, so yeah. that would be a, a great way for them to get more people involved as playstation starts to build up their whole live service and multiplayer side uh, of the house and then obviously everything that you said with bungie would just make sense as well make it a part of it like if i could play destiny 2 as a part of that subscription service why not i'm gonna go play it on playstation then because i have access to it through the sub
3: yeah for me i think the the tiered system is is probably going to be um what what they go with i think the way that you um make it appealing from the outset without having the big new bangers is for Sony to really delve into their back catalog and make PlayStation 2 games and yep. PlayStation 1 games more fill in the hole that the you know, bigger modern games aren't able to to kind of be ready for. So if they roll up with a crap ton of classic PS2 games, like here is, you know, A bunch of ratchet games here's we talked to capcom and we've got god hand and we've got beautiful joe and we talked to namco and we've got a couple of tekken games here um konamis you know we've got
2: if you can get if you can get like like, ps2 i think it's fascinating because i feel like there's so many pockets of of ps2 fans of what you played on that platform because for me i think the thing that would be the big seller would be get the ea sports big titles on there get me mba street volume 2 get me ssx uh, all one through tricky right give me all those give me burnout 3 like when i look at the ps2 um catalog on playstation now it is so sad there's like 16 games on there and they're not bangers like dark cloud is on there dark cloud is a banger but like it, 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 it Dark Cloud doesn't compare to, like, Kingdom Hearts, right? Or, like, the things that get people really excited, right? Shadow of the Colossus. There's Colossus. So, there's so many games you can dig into to put on that catalog that I think people would get very excited about. And so, like, for me, I think that would, I, I agree with you, Tim, that that would be a banger way to start off. Especially if yeah. you don't have, like, big, exciting current-gen titles to talk about. I think being being able to go, hey, we got the classic games that you really want that you that mm. that um that define the p s two platform, stuff that you wouldn't even be able to find on Xbox, right? We have that here. I think that would go a long way in, in terms of selling people.
3: I feel like it's kind of now or never for that kind of stuff. um if they're not if they it, it would be foolish of them to launch the service and have zero kind of representation or very little representation from their backlog. It's the one thing that people have been clamoring for more than anything, like, Nintendo sucks at their game preservation and like surfacing their history. But Sony is like number two behind them currently right now. Yeah. Um. And, and they need to do something about that. And this is like the perfect moment for them to do that. Launch the service. Here's the tiers. And here are a bunch of old games that you have been dying to play and will continue adding more.
2: The tier thing, I think, is also a given. I think for sure we'll see that. I think my question is, is this still going to be a, a three tier thing? Because that was the original report of the first tier is basically going to be what you get right now with PS Plus. Second tier is going to be another thing, and then the third tier is going to be game trials, and then also like the classic games, right? Uh, I think mm-hmm. the second tier is supposed to be like a game library. I think that's doing too much. I want it to be two tiers. I I think when you divide it up too much in that way, it starts to get weird for the audience and starts to become the it becomes a thing of what is the thing that you want us to buy? Like what is the most essential tier? I think with Game Pass being Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate, I think it creates a clear line of okay cool for th- however many more dollars game pass ultimate is going to get me all this shit right and i think mm. that's an easier sell it's an e- it's a more understandable sell than all right for a tier one you get this tier two you're gonna get some of these perks and then tier three you're gonna it feels like i'm signing up for like i don't know a- like a premium just random internet app service or, or something right That yeah. it- doesn't feel like a hey we're playstation and we know what we're doing you know i feel like having two feels more like you have your shit together in terms of hey tier one it's ps plus it's the essential stuff tier two you're going to get bangers right that, that that is the thing you want right Like that is yeah. the thing we're going to sell you on um and so I, I i i hope that like when they when they announce it it feels a bit more easy to understand a little bit more uh condensed than what the three-tier structure might be yeah any final thoughts no, for
0: harris. me thank thank you for having me on
2: harris thank you so much for coming through uh before we get To our next news story, I want to tell you guys about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get where you can go to get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you.
1: Every day you gotta get up, worry about work, worry about your family, worry about when you're playing games. It's too much. So remove the stress for shopping for clothes with Cuts Clothing. Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts, so now you can throw on one look and look great without ever having to think about it. Plus, Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp like tees, hoodies, polos, and more, so you can stop bouncing between brands and shopping for different shirts. Tim Geddes loves Cuts. He went online, found the blues he loved, and then had them shipped to his door so he can go get haircuts and stare at electronics knowing he looks great. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style. They even develop their own fabric that's soft as hell and guaranteed not to pill or shrink. Join hundreds of thousands of guys who have made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with Cuts. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash funny. That's C-U-T-S clothing.com slash funny for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. All right, guys, let's talk about skincare. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up your skincare game. But thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three in one and start using products that actually take care of your skin. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under eye dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin, and more. Uh, starting with Lumen is easy. All you have to do is take their two minute quiz on their website, and they'll tell you exactly what routine is best for you based on your skincare needs. Plus, all their products are made using only natural ingredients that actually work. Guys, I swear, skincare shouldn't be that complicated thing we dread doing. And thanks to Lumen, it's simple. It takes you less than 90 seconds of your day. It's easy, and you'll have skin as smooth as Kevin Coelho's shaved cheeks. Level up your skincare game with Lumen Skin today. Go to lumenskin.com slash kindoffunny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's L-U-M-I-N skin.com slash kindoffunny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's Lumen Skin dot com slash kind of funny this, of course, is one of my favorite sponsors of all time. It's Honey, ladies and gentlemen. When you're shopping online, it's easy to save money on your iPhone or computer. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch your prices drop. Here's, ladies and gentlemen, where I go, and I boop, I hit pause on the ad because I use Honey all the time. This is my Google Chrome, and right there is the Honey button. You install it there, you can use it on your iPhone too, but it's great. It saves you money, and then if you're logged into, it it accrues Honey coins that you can then spend on gift cards and stuff all the time. But then yes, yes, yesterday, I was buying some zoo stuff off the internet. Guess what? There it is. I don't even think about it. Honey just pops up, little dancing coin. He's like, you want me to save you some money? And I'm like, yes, you do. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. One more
2: thing on the last news story, Tam. What I want also is to download PS3 games. It is yep. a travesty that we've not been able to download if they PS3 launch,
3: games. If they launch with
2: Metal Gear Solid 4, I think that would be oh, a big deal. That, that would I think be that would be a deal. big deal. Yeah. Honestly, even though there's even though a lot it's, of stuff that would make yeah. it a big deal if, if they included it on yeah. there. Yeah.
3: It would be, even though if a lot of people don't download it and play it, I think as a statement, it's pretty, pretty big deal. Because it's known to be like the hardest to port game on, of the PS3 era, of one of them. So if they're like, Metal Gear Solid 4 is going to be available. That's them saying, we figured it out. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Okay. Don't worry about it.
2: Give it to me, PlayStation.
3: If For Story me, I'd be GM. like, give, us, give me Def Jam, okay? Just
2: give us Def Jam again. Give us Def Jam and give us Metal Gear Solid 4. You've heard our demands. Roger, clip that out. Tweet it at PlayStation. Story number two, GTA Online is adding a battle pass question mark question mark this is from a press release on rockstar's website where they uh, put up a post titled introducing gta plus for gta online gta plus is a new membership program exclusively for gta online on playstation 5 and xbox series x launching on march 29th and providing easy access to a range of valuable benefits for both new and long-standing players on the latest generation of consoles Being a GTA Plus member gets you a recurring monthly GTA $500,000 direct deposit to your Maze bank account, plus the opportunity to claim properties in and around Los Santos that unlock gameplay updates you may may have missed out on. Special vehicle upgrades, member-only discounts, GTA dollars, and RP bonuses uh, and more each month. Here's a breakdown of the benefits GTA Plus members will receive in the first month of membership uh you're going to get 500,000 GTA uh dollars I'm ga- going to call them GTA bucks uh to your bank account uh the principal divest 8 along with a complimentary complimentary uh house special works upgrade for it uh, be, before it is made available for purchase by the general public i assume that's a car they're not really saying what that is i assume that's a car uh the auto shop located in la mesa introduces an assortment of gameplay updates from los santos tuners uh current auto shop owners can relocate to la mesa, la mesa at no additional cost uh waived ls car meet membership fees uh yacht owners can upgrade to the aquarius super yacht at no additional cost i feel like i am reading a pitch on like a timeshare right now, yeah, right? Where it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you get all these benefits and I'm reading through it. And I'm like, is this a video game or is this real life? You can also get the goose frog tree uh, and broker prolapse, <laughs> broker prolapse basketball top. Yeah, that's what that says. Uh, and sh- it's GTA and shorts automatically added to your wardrobe uh, and you get a bunch more shit. GTA plus members can also take advantage of special GTA plus shark cards that provide extra bonus cash from the PlayStation store on PS five or the Microsoft store. Every month, GTA Plus will deliver a new set of exclusive rewards for members to claim. Just go to Legendary Motorsport, How Special Works, Maze Bank Foreclosures, Tees, and the other stores found in GTA Online's web browser to obtain and enjoy each period's member benefits before they expire. Uh, you can sign up for just $5.99 a month starting on March 29th via PS- the PlayStation Store uh, on the PS5 or the Microsoft Store, and you can cancel anytime. Tam, I play a lot of gta 5 slash gta online as you know mm-hmm. and i read through this and my immediate reaction is okay it's a battle pass my when, when i sit and i think about <laughs> what they're doing here i on one hand i'm like this seems forward thinking right this seems like gta 5 and rockstar going how do we adapt to what video games are becoming and what they have become right and i'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at any multiplayer online servers game adding in a battle pass i think that's all well and good The thing that frustrates me, Tam, is that GTA 5 still has so many issues and so many just janky, like, weird, just janky bits that are rooted in it still being a PS3 and Xbox 360 game, right? Where, like, I hop into online, I try to matchmake with friends, I try to do certain things, and things just don't work, right? The fact that I'm playing the game on PS5 and I'm not able to to play with people that are on PS4 playing online... Is ridiculous, right? Like the game doesn't have mm-hmm. crossplay, and that feels inherently just ridiculous and old. I think there's so many things you need to you need to fix before you start offering a battle pass. I think that's where my my mind is at. Where I want to be excited about this. I want to be like, oh shit, what a cool deal! Oh man, I can't wait for this to get me back in the game. But the game just needs a lot more polish and a lot more work. Even though like they've fixed things like long loading times and like you know they've enhanced it for next gen. I just don't think that's enough. And like I, it's hard for me to get excited about this battle pass.
3: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I understand it, but I'm also, very also confused like, by it.
2: I, I want to throw out that you know they're not calling it a battle pass. I'm calling it a battle pass because it's a monthly thing that you're paying for that gets you all these benefits. It's not. Yeah, there, there aren't like objectives attached to it, and you're not like working your way up a rank system like you would in any other battle pass. And so I'll, I'll just call it a premium service. But even still, it's here's, unexciting
3: here, for me. Here's the thing: we're applying a level of scrutiny to this that the vast majority of people who are actively engaged in Grand Theft or online and who this is aimed at do not care about. Like there's there's thousands and thousands of people out there that do not think that it's an issue when you try and multiplayer connect with someone and they're just like it doesn't work. And we have crap. They're like, oh sick I can have uh 50, 50,0 000, uh GTA bucks for this much a month and I also get X, Y, and Z. Sick, I love this game. Um, And that's enough for them, which is a shame because the incentive to kind of, um, uh, what do you call it, Uh, improve uh, and have the success of this tied to that is not there, they'll do it like, uh, in all likelihood they release this they're going to have a wild amount of people just immediately take to it and they'll be fine with it and they'll carry on with the cadence of how they want to improve it to their own leisure that's how that's how, that's how rockstar roll they do what they want when they're ready to do it um and and they make the changes that they want and not what others demand um i think it i i, I for me it's like it's massive scrooge mcduck energy where it's like i've got all the money i need more money um and it's just like doesn't that game make money hand over fist so like oh, this yeah. is this, this this just feels like
2: very very strange but like it's an additional way, way for them to make money and i think this is also a thing that you're gonna see super fans like people that are very invested into gta online get and buy and probably be satisfied enough with like i look at five hundred thousand gta money and that doesn't, you know, strike me as a lot, but also shark cards are expensive. And so if you're really trying to get into get into GTA online and you just want an easy way to get uh, uh, additional benefits, that's what this is. I just read through it. I'm some I'm somebody who like I again like I, I want to continue to be excited about gta online and i want to i want other people too as well right like we did our stream yeah. at gta online last week where uh, uh greg was trying to get back into it for the first time in forever i've been watching snow White mike streams where him and his and, and him and his friends are playing through and doing heists and all this stuff and i think there's still so many layers of it being difficult for new people to get into gta online that still exists that is a bummer to me and i, I think this might be somewhat of a step toward that but i don't know like Six dollars a month for, again, 500,000 GTA bucks and like all these other benefits that as I read them, if I read all if I read all this shit to Greg Miller, he's not going to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. He's not going to be like, oh, yeah, no, I knew I know exactly what the goose set fro- frog tree- tea is and like the broker <laughs> prolapse basketball top. I want that. Like he's not going to get excited about any of this shit. This seems like it, it is a thing for people who are playing GTA Online that, that have extra money to throw away that don't mind like getting the extra bucks. It seems like it's a thing for them and that's fine, it is- but it's unexciting to me.
3: Here's the thing. There is a subset of people who roleplay in this game.
2: Mm.
3: Like, this feels like it would make stuff really more interesting for them as well. Like, GTA RP is massive. Like, unbelievably massive. I bet in some respects this is designed to kind of present uh, an option to those people who are either actively engaged in it or watching it because gta rp on twitch is massive and people who are not playing the game are watching it you know they watch their favorite streamer um do that kind of stuff and although like i don't believe there's a connection between the current version of gta online and like your your stuff like that if you're watching people play um gta um online roleplay, you might think i want to check out the uh, this mode and then how do they get in there they go in there it's a mess they don't have anything they pay for their subscription service, they've got a leg up immediately. They've got a bunch of shit, they've got a bunch of money, and and then from there they play the, the you know, they're in the in the actual GTA Online game. and um, Maybe from there they go into RP, which again is disconnected from that, but like, still, it mm-hmm. works as a decent it's, it's, pipeline. It's a way to get
2: people in. It's the way that Gary yeah. Wooda does GTA roleplay, right? And like, yeah. again, like he doesn't necessarily see these benefits in roleplay, but Gary Wooda did send me a tweet in the last week being like, yo, how do I get started in GTA Online? Because like, I think RP is a good way to get people in, and that gets a lot of viewers on Twitch. And so, if people are watching GTA RP, and are like, oh, "Okay, cool, I want to just play GTA Five or GTA Online," it is a way to get to to get them in, right? And so, like, I think that to- I think that totally lines up. Tam, awesome. mm-hmm. let's hop in to story number three. Xbox has unveiled a new publishing division. This is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. Xbox Game Studios Publishing has officially announced its new cloud gaming organization. According to Microsoft, the division works with studios to develop cloud-native titles and bring them exclusively to the Xbox ecosystem. The division is led by Kim Swift, who joined Xbox last year as cloud gaming director. Swift rose to prominence as the the project lead and designer of Valve's portal uh, before working as a designer and artist on Left 4 Dead and its sequel, and was more recently uh, game design director at Stadia. In a presentation video aimed at developers, Swift explained that the division's mandate is to, quote, partner with the world-class game development teams to develop cloud-native games to bring unprecedented experiences to players that can only be achieved with cloud technology, end quote. Cloud-native games use the, the cloud to process certain parts of the game, such as physics, lighting, environments, or AI. This has a number of potential uses, such as freeing up processing power on a home console or making sure that players joining an online world can all get the same synchronized experience. An early example of this is the multiplayer Wrecking Zone mode in Crackdown 3, which uses cloud to process destruction physics, uh, allowing players to blow up enormous buildings into countless small pieces with no drop in performance. Swift said she, uh, she sees the future of cloud gaming uh, falling into three separate categories, ubiquity, Cloud AI, and runtime calculations. According to Swift, Ubiquity, the ability to stream games on any device, even though that wouldn't be powerful enough to run them natively, is the low-hanging fruit for cloud content. Cloud AI, meanwhile, will, quote, advance what developers can do by using technology like machine learning, natural language processing, and reinforcement learning, end quote. While this could lead to benefits for players in the shape of things like more convincing NPCs, it could also lead to useful tools for developers, such as the ability to QA bots, uh, which can use machine learning to test games on a huge scale, toxicity detection in filters, using machine learning to improve games that have procedurally generated features, etc., Finally, runtime calculations could be used to, quote, increase horsepower at runtime, end quote, leading to improved graphics rendering, AI agents, randomization for crowd scenes, for example, uh, destruction destruction effects, or as Swift puts it, all the things, end quote. Tam, this is all real nerdy stuff that I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really cool as well. And I think it
3: it's a good sign from the Xbox side. Like, they, they talked about... I seeing Crackdown mentioned here reminded me of how much of a weird moment that was where they were like, hey, we've got this game, Crackdown's back, and we're going to use cloud to power it, and it can do XYZ thing. I sat through multiple demos of Crackdown's buildings and smashing into stuff and thinking, oh, that looks cool, and then it just kind of went away you know, for a while, and it, the game was kind of like not not amazing, and it set the world on fire. Um, and it's been very, very... And they've applied their cloud gaming stuff mainly to service-based stuff since then and it's done really really well there and and you know the the uh the cloud stuff has worked like i've played some games using their cloud technology and it's been exceptionally well done it's been exceptionally good and now if they can take some of that and like start working it into games itself um i'm really excited for the potential of what they could do um especially i want to see more developers come at it in the same way that the team behind crackdown did where they were like let's let's make this a core part of the game and see what we can do with it what can we do interesting around it as opposed to you know a a kind of thing which most others would do where it'll be like hey we've got this cloud element to it like build deeper kind of um new interesting ideas around cloud gaming and and utilizing the cloud and and that is like what i'm excited to see it feels like it could potentially be like a new frontier for game design. And I really yeah. want them to see it. Take it like, you know, take the ball by the horns and try and guide it into somewhere safe and somewhere cool. And and that seems like what they're starting to do here.
2: I mean, it's the way that when, we, when there was that Unreal Engine 5 reveal of what that was and they started yeah. talking about how, yeah, like usually you would have to... You know, um, like hide certain elements of the world if you're looking a certain direction, yeah. or you'd have to make games that felt super linear because you you're, you're, you you are don't have the bandwidth, you don't have the processing ability to create a gigantic worlds or create uh, games that are able to like be, feel super vast and all these things, right? Like when you're talking about new engines and new technologies, right? Like my favorite thing is listening about how, yeah, because of what this engine can do, now you're going to have level design do X, Y, Z. Now you're going to have levels that have like 15 different routes that you can take that all look beautiful, that, that all Re- Reconverge together like on the creative side you don't have to feel limited by what you can do with it right and like this mm-hmm. i feel like is a big step uh in terms of that right like and like crackdown crackdown 3 is a fun one to throw out because crackdown 3 didn't set the world on fire but mm-hmm. you know i think the idea of hey yeah like cloud is powering this thing and yeah, uh, uh, you're gonna have destruction on another level on in multiplayer because of cloud and because what that can do for for technology I think that still sits as exciting. And I still yeah. want to see people take that idea and make it and make it successful. So the fact that they're doubling, doubling down on that and opening up a whole division led by, by, by Kim Swift, I think that's gonna be exciting. I think I think it's gonna be a while before we see the fruits of that labor. Yeah, but sure. I think what that's gonna speak to is down the line, we're gonna get doper games, and it's gonna be easier for devs to make games because their processes are gonna be way smoothed out. Because again, they're talking about things like um, uh, uh, AI, like uh, QA, QA via AI. They're talking about mm. like being able. They're talking about being able to do a bunch of different shit beyond just what we think about when it comes to cloud, which is cloud streaming, right? I can play yeah, a game yeah. on my phone. It is way more than that, right? And the fact that they're able to do to. Um, uh, make this exciting make this an exciting thing for game development i think it's really cool i can't wait to see what they do with it mm-hmm. story number four tam this is one for you Bloodborne boy yeah, baby
3: it's is hit. real
2: it is here kevin i have a video if you can pull it up over on twitter uh it's in the doc uh, if you can pull up the link uh yeah, this was but... tweeted out by at botster uh or sorry bots bots on twitter who tweet out uh it's happening hashtag bloodborne cart is real and will be coming out as soon as it's ready um they talk about how there's incredible music in it by the noble demon you can listen to the extended soundtrack if you go over to their yeah. twitter and click the link um tam this looks dope as hell and i'm excited that it's actually I... coming out Cannot wait! I
3: cannot wait. This is so good. Uh, I think Lilith is the same person that did the D Make um, and oh, of Bloodborne. Uh, Bloodborne PSX, sorry, not D Make. Mm. Um, and they are now moving on to <laughs> this version. And I, I can think of. So here's what I'm thinking. Like, imagine Crash Team Racing, but like Bloodborne vibes is what I'm thinking. Like that's when I think of like a kart racing game on PlayStation crashing racing is the first one that comes to mind i love the fan software logo which is i love the akira like a a, a tribute that uh, that is happening there with the uh, ice this is fantastic and this is the kind of like thing that i love about the fromsoft community that there's people that are so talented that they can make stuff like this a reality for us um for fans who have who have like been desperately clamoring cam- not clamoring for it, like jokingly making this like a, a meme. When is bloodborne caught? When is bloodborne caught? Along comes a person who's like, I can make that and it and like if you play the PSX uh, Bloodborne PSX That is a legitimately really, really good experience. Like, it's fascinating. It's not just like a, hey, we made the graphics look weird. It's like taking areas, reworking them, and like moving things around, adding bits so it feels and flows like a PlayStation game, as well as being true to Bloodborne. And if if the team can do similar for a kart racing game in this world, I cannot wait. All I'm saying is, let me ride Ludwig. (laughs)
2: <laughs> let Tam ride Ludwig you heard it here first story that's fucking fantastic and yeah I can't yeah. I can't wait for this thing like I didn't get to play Bloodborne PSX but I mean, I watch videos of it and every time I see it I'm like this looks cool as hell and so Bloodborne cart bring it on I'm fucking excited for it uh, st- story number five Netflix has acquired its third game studio in six months this is Ryan Dinsdale of the Dimsdale Dimmadome over at IGN uh, Netflix has acquired Boss Fight Entertainment its third purchase of a game developer in six months Boss Fight has only re- released two games previously those games are mobile RPG, Dungeon Boss, and Casino Game, My Vegas, Bingo. And so there you have it. Netflix continuing to expand into video games. Not surprising. Keep an eye on them. Got to keep an eye on them. Uh, Let's round out. With story number six. Big changes are coming to Gran Turismo 7. This is Ethan Gotch at Kotaku. A live service game is once again apologizing for its microtransactions and promising to do better. In a, new, in a new blog post, Gran Turismo 7 director Kazunori Yamauchi acknowledged frustrations with the state of the game and announced developer Polyphony Digital will issue one million credits to every player as well as dramatically change GT7's car economy to help make amends. Here's a quick summary of what's planned. Are uh, you going to get increased rewards in the events in the latter half of the world circuits uh, by approximately Approximately hundred percent on average addition of high rewards for clearing the circuit experience and all gold slash all bronze results uh, increased uh, increase of rewards in online races uh include a total of eight new one hour endurance race events to missions uh, these will also have higher reward settings and the list goes on you can go over to kotaku uh to go see the full list of all the things that are coming one of the big things though is that they've made it they're they're making it so mm-hmm. that cars can be sold i think that is the big change that i see has a lot of players excited uh and so if you're a big gt7 fan Look out for that. Tim, I can't wait for one day. I go into the living room. I sit down with Michael Hyams, Grand Turismo 7 setup, because he has a setup. He has a racing wheel because he's obsessed oh, with GT7. Man, I can't wait to one day, sit down, get behind the wheel, and drive around the, t- the, the track, Tim. But yeah. that day is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to mom grab shops today, where'd I look?
3: You will look at the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. out today. Ooh, Kevin, we got, that was
2: good. That was fantastic. Uh, we yeah. got Kirby and the Forgotten Land for Switch andro dunos 2 for ps4 switch and pc tiny tina's wonderlands for ps5 ps4 xbox series x xbox one and pc and we'll be playing that right after this episode on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we got ghostwire tokyo for ps5 and pc airy calm mind 2 for xbox one switch and pc bouncy boy in puzzle land for xbox one switch and pc we got tunchi for ps4 no way not Lil oh. Wayne, no. This is a fun little beat-em-up roguelite that looks really cool. Uh, we got Devastator for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Mr. Prepper for PS5 and PS4. And then Taco Ban for Xbox Series X, and Xbox tacos. One, PS5, P- PS4, and Switch. I hope I never experienced a Taco Band in my life. Yeah, you know no I'm Taco saying? Bands, please new days for you Combinera launches on april 7th 2022 on atari vcs switch xbox series x and xbox one uh, ps4 ps5 mobile and pc via steam and epic and then craft hero a minimalist sandbox survival tower defense game will be available on steam early access on april 1st now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in us of what we got wrong as we got it wrong? Uh, for those that watching for, for those that are watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. I'm laughing because I'm I'm looking at um you're wrong. And kebabs here says, Bless wasn't prom king, he won prom queen. Kebabs, you're wrong. I did win prom king. Zyre won prom queen. Get your facts straight. Oh. Uh, and then kebabs says burnout was ever part of EA Sports Big. I know that I know that. I didn't mean to, to, to imply that it was. I'm just saying I want Burnout 3 uh and that's it we didn't get anything wrong in fact no. kebabs is the only one that got things wrong yeah. Here. Yeah. So kebabs, <laughs> if you're in chat i need you to time yourself out for 69 seconds thank you nice next week's hosts for kind of funny games daily are on monday you're getting me and tim tuesday you're getting Snowbike mike and gary widow once again on wednesday you're getting me and andy thursday greg and tim then on friday you're getting greg and me Oh, crosses- will you get me every day and you just don't know it. I mean, it could happen, because it's been it happening happen. a lot lately. I hope we it get could more happen. cam. Also blessed is uh, uh, Wednesday, Andy will not be on uh, that game sale. It will be you and Greg. Oh, me and Greg. Here's the thing, right? I am convinced that Greg is avoiding me. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. who just all yeah. of a sudden uh, gets food poisoning out of nowhere? You know? Like, mm-hmm. come on, bro. Well, come what on, happened bro. was I heard he got DoorDash,
3: and it was delivered by these snakes. And it didn't twig in his mind that this could be suspicious.
2: <laughs> he, he saw the snakes, and he was like, oh, that's peculiar. And then he picked yeah. up the package and then ate it. And there you go. There you go. God. Okay, well, Wednesday is going to be me and Greg. Uh, will Greg call out sick? Probably. Will he get bitten in the eyes by two snakes? Probably. <laughs> so look out for probably me and Tame on Wednesday. That's if you're watching this live on Twitch after this, is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands with a stacked crew. Uh, if you want to cast that stream <laughs> later, you can subscribe. <laughs> to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays i just say a stacked crew because i actually don't know who's
0: you're on through. it
2: you're on I, it. i'm on it i'm on it i'm the i'm the one that's making it stacked <laughs> remember this as in kind of funny games daily you should read day live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news needs to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time tam game daily